Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. I have been missing in action. I am so sorry. I fully intended on publishing a podcast every day of the trip that I'm on right now. It just was not possible for a variety of reasons. Uh, but I'm excited to talk to you now because so much stuff has happened, I'm sure, in your business. And I know I'm a podcast junkie. And when I have something I listen to and it doesn't publish on time, it stresses me out and it's horrible. And I just did that to you. So please forgive me. But it was all for the greater good. So I had to do some travel because I have five kids. I don't I say I don't travel a lot, but actually I got called out on that today by a friend of mine, Mike Dalkey. He's like, yeah, you probably travel more than you think. And as I thought back, I'm like, yeah. Actually, I'm traveling a lot, <laughs> and I don't really care for traveling. I love being at new destinations, but I don't like the process, so it's not fun for me to get on a plane and go through TSA and all that stuff, but what happened was um, I had to make a trip out to Boise. I didn't have to, but I wanted to for a special event at ClickFunnels, and so the guy that gave this event, his name's Ping Jun. He spoke at Funnel Hacking Live to 3,000 people, and he looks like he's about 15, but he's around 30, and he does over $10 million a year selling from the stage, and he's just mastered, like, the, the science and the art of speaking in, in live events and selling stuff, and I thought that was really, really cool, and all these other people from Russell's Inner Circle were going to go to it. Uh, Peng was shooting a really high-end course on this topic, and he said, hey, Inner Circle people, just come on out and, like, I'll teach you, like, you can watch me create my course. So I went there, and I got to spend the day with Myron Golden, who's been on the podcast, who's, like, amazing, and he's, like, my superhero friend right now, and a whole bunch of incredible people, uh, like Ben Richardson, who founded a product company that's makes baby products, and he's been on Ellen and Rachel Ray Show, and they, they sell their stuff in Target and Bed Bath & Beyond, and just talking to him about how they started with nothing and, like, what he did to build that business up, and... And uh, meeting with uh, Alex D, who runs a huge seven-figure, like, I, I don't even know. Like, my head is still spinning. Um, so I'm going to kind of, like, reverse engineer a lot of the stuff that I learned and bring it to you guys, you know, throughout the next week and drop some massive epic stuff on you. I'm actually in Utah right now, and uh, so I'm not done with my trip. Today I had to do some business meetings and... So a lot of this information is in my brain, but I did not want to let today go without putting a podcast out uh, so that you can consume it and have value. So here's my value for today. I was just talking to my wife. She said, you know what you should do your podcast about? And she said, remember when you did the Fenton Business Expo? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. So when I had my cleaning company, there was this like community business expo put on by the Chamber of Commerce. And in the early days, I was so freaked out you know, on how I'm going to grow my business and do I have what it takes? And, you know, will people like me and I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like an imposter, right? And going to a business expo actually caused me a ton of stress and anxiety, as silly as it seems now. <laughs> it was like a very big thing for me to pay a bunch of money I didn't have to get a booth and to buy some materials and literature and like those, those retractable banners to go at my booth and then figure out like, what am I going to do while I'm standing at my booth? And all these people, like, I think like 5,000 people come to this. Well, here's the thing, like, <laughs> this is a funny story, man. Um, I go to this expo and we get there and I'm all nervous and we have our little strategy and how we're going to get a whole bunch of estimates for cleaning and just change the world and make a billion dollars and it's going to save our day and be amazing. 
you know, all these people are trickling in and my wife's helping me because she's a complete rock star and she's always calm, cool, and collected while I'm freaking out about something. So hopefully you have a wife like that. If not, oh, that's a bummer, but that's okay. Love her anyway. Um, so we're doing the expo and then I start walking around. I'm looking at the other exhibitors and there's another window cleaning company there. Oh, you could have like punched me in the stomach. I was like, Gah! now my business will never work. Now we're screwed. There's a competitor here. Like, I was so dramatic about it. It's actually embarrassing. And I've never even told this story because I forgot about it. And my wife's like, yeah, that was so funny. And you thought it was going to save your day and all this stuff. Well, this local competitor was this little guy named Dave. Nice guy. And he was just a one-man little cleaning thing. Um, Had no idea about systems or no big visions of grandeur or anything like that. But I didn't know that. And so I kind of like walked up to him and introduced myself. But kind of secretly in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, great, now everybody that's interested in this service is going to, you know, get a quote from both of us. Or I, I don't remember what I was thinking. I just wasn't happy about it. Uh, we ended up getting 75 requests for estimates. And really the real moral of this story, other than how our brains are the biggest thing that hold us back <laughs> and we stress out over things that really have no bearing on anything, other than that, the, the real moral is about targeting. So what happened was I got these 75 estimates. So the next day, like we tear down our booth, it's late, we're tired, we're standing up talking to people all day. I have to go deliver, because I did all of our estimates in person, 75 quotes. So it took me, I think, two and a half days or something. And I drive all over the place. I mean, all freaking over the place, doing quote after quote after quote. And I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, you know, I'm going to close, you know, 70 or 80% of these. And so 80% of 75 would be like north of 55, close to 60 jobs, I think, right? And so I'd get 60 jobs. My average ticket back then was probably like 180 or $200. It was very low. But that was a lot of money. I'm like doing the math and I'm, I'm basically picking out what jet ski I'm going to buy after I get all this work, right? <laughs> Fast forward to the next Monday. Don't get any calls. Tuesday, no one calls. Wednesday, I think I got one or two calls. Thursday, nothing. Friday, nothing. We're a week out. I start calling these people. They're not answering the phone. I start leaving them messages. They don't call me back. Here's the real moral of this story. Every person at this business quote-unquote expo that requested an estimate was absolutely not my customer. They're the wrong demographic. They couldn't afford what I had. And my strategy at the expo actually created my own nightmare. So what would happen was, and I thought this was really smart, when you have a business expo like, like that, if you've ever done one, like one of the ways to get people to come into your booth and talk to you is to give them something free, right? <laughs> and so I had all this candy, but I didn't buy the cheap candy. I bought the expensive good candy, right? And so I'd have this huge bowl of candy. I'm like, yeah, come on in, come on in, yeah. Have some candy, right? And then as they came into the booth and they're digging around, getting their like really expensive candy, just basically taking my money that I couldn't afford to give them, then I had these little forms I wanted them to fill out. And I'd say, hey, listen, we're giving away a free inside and outside window cleaning. It's gonna be amazing. If you've never had your windows professionally cleaned, it's unbelievable. Fill out this form and to enter to win. And, and then as they start filling it out, they're kind of munching on their candy, filling out this form to win a free thing. At the very bottom of the form, it said, check this box if you would like an estimate for window cleaning. And as they were getting towards the end of the form, I was really intentional to say, hey, you know, just 
check the box at the bottom of the form if you want me to drop off uh, an estimate. You don't have to be home, there's no pressure. You know, I'll just drop one off. That way you'll have the information. And so essentially what I was doing, it was like the strategy worked to get people to check the box, but it had no financial benefit or value to me at all because uh, my entire mindset was rooted in fear, right? I wasn't trying to hyper-target the right people. I asked no qualifying questions. I had no idea who they were. And worst of all, the only reason they checked the box is because of the social pressure that I put on them because they're munching on a Milky Way and <laughs> I'm standing a foot from them. And, and then I made it like, oh, no big deal. Just check the box. Yeah, drop me an estimate. It's going to be amazing. And so they like felt bad, right? So in hindsight, it's, it sounds so dumb, like it's so obvious, but we do this stuff all the time and we think there's gonna be a magic wand that we can wave over our business or it's this one event or this one ad or this one opportunity to market or partner with this thing and like fill in the blank with whatever. We way over expect what one little thing is gonna do. And the real key to growth with a business has a lot to do with why I'm on this trip right now. And it has to do with networking, which is such a boring sounding word. It really is. And some of the smallest businesses in the country stay small because they refuse to get out of their comfort zone and to network. Now, there's right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it. I'll tell you right up front that the right way to network is to find high level, valuable relationships and figure out a way that you can serve and bring value to that relationship first. That is the golden key, man. Like if you don't get this, you're missing it. And unfortunately, the real path to success is a little bit slower. You know, there's a reason that when people win the lottery, they go bankrupt. It's because they don't have the capacity to handle that level of success. They have no idea what to do with it because they have no idea how to earn it. And it gradually evaporates until it's gone, right? The same is true with your business. Even if uh, I had a magic button I could have pushed and got a thousand new customers, it would have ruined me. The whole town would have hated my business, right? Because I didn't have the capacity to serve that many people with that much value. It's a gradual process like lifting weights. You have to break down the muscle to build a stronger muscle. You have to, you have, everything that has to go, wants to go up has to go down. The taller the skyscraper, the deeper the foundation has to be, right? Networking is so critical. In, in the last couple of years with Sin Jim, I've gotten more and more aware and focused on it. But the thing is, is people can smell an inauthentic, you know, self-centered snake. And I'm not that person. And I'm not being cheesy when I say this. I am trying to find ways to add value to other people. I am trying to learn as much as I can by being quiet and listening, but I'm trying to figure out how to add value as much as I can too, right? And it doesn't mean you have to give them something or you have to do something for them. Adding value can mean that you listen to them and that you bounce a couple ideas off of them or that you introduce them to someone else because maybe you can't help them, but you know someone else. And the bigger you grow your network, the easier it is to connect A to B and F to J. And you, you have all these dots, right? And uh, I guess that's a good, good little nugget for today because I'll explain maybe in more detail later why I'm out here. All I can say is that the level of opportunity that is in front of me right now and being presented to me is bigger than it's ever been in my life. And, you know, all credit goes to God. Um, and these relationships that I've built, are, they're just weird stuff's happening. And <laughs> when I look back in any business I've ever had, when you have real relationships and you're patient, 
weird stuff starts happening. And by weird stuff, I mean amazing stuff. So make sure that you're not so focused on technical stuff, doing the thing in the field that you neglect figuring out who you need to meet, who you need to know. You've heard me talk in the podcast about the Dream 100. You know, what 100 people, if you had an authentic friendship with, could radically explode your business in the long run, right? What if you knew the top producing uh, property management companies and real estate agents and just business influencers in your area? What if you knew people that had access to capital? What if you knew people who had built and exited companies in different industries and you could be friends with them and they would give you high level advice? I mean, this is life changing stuff. And uh, the age old quote you've all heard is your network is your net worth. So remember that. I love you. I'll get you all kinds of juicy details on what I learned because there's a lot Uh, coming soon. Take care. God bless.